This is an Area Code podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Tea. It is your girl, Portia, and as you can hear in the background, Emmy, once again, the joys of parenting. (laughs) (laughs) This is the place for delightful conversations about tough topics. And who is it that I have with me as your co-host? Here we go, but whatever. (laughs) Jasmine Holmes and Wynn Holmes and Langston Holmes. Here, look, it's a family affair, it's man. It's a family, it is a affair, family affair. They're in their room playing, <laughs> and I was like, All right, guys, let's see what we can do for 45 minutes. Can we do it? We'll see. I already hear something in the background. We'll see. Oh, I'm telling you, I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. What are we chatting about today? Oh, goodness. We are chatting about marriage. Okay, hang on. Can you can you turn your tab- tablet down a little bit for me? She just told me no. She said no, like, no I can't. I haven't turned to how I would like to listen to it. Oh, goodness. Can you hear it? Is it loud, the tablet? I can definitely hear it. Oh. It's not loud, but I can definitely hear it. Okay, Amy, you gotta be quiet. I gotta pull the door up, okay? T- well, turn your tablet down. Amy, Amy, Amy. Father, I need you to help me today. <laughs> you know, when I, I, I feel like these are ways that God teaches me to rely on His grace. Because it's like, it ain't nothing I can do to control this situation or get it quieter other than praying to the Lord. That he will help me to just show, <laughs> show up. <laughs> show oh, Father, up. I need, I need you today, Lord. No imprecatory prayers against her. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you didn't check out our last episode, go check it out. Go check it out. Check it out. Have you ever right. wanted to pray an imprecatory prayer against your husband? Actually, no, I have not. I've been very un, un like very upset, but I have always prayed, Lord, change his heart. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna lie, that's what it is. Lord, I need you to work on his heart. Don't let him sleep. <laughs> if he if he wrong, don't let him sleep, Lord. <laughs> I definitely like the first couple of years, not in precatory prayers, but I was like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Because I remember like Philip and I which every time I tell our story, I'd say the same thing. But we did. We got married really fast. We mm-hmm. started dating in same March. Here. Got engaged in June. Got married in October. So, you know, within six months of our first, like, define the relationship conversation, we were married. And I always talk to people and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. I guess when you know, you know. And I'm like, oh, no, honey, I'm not recommending that. That's just what I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because I do wish that we would have taken more time to get to know each other and taken more time to do more premarital counseling and taking more time. Mm-hmm. I wish that I knew myself better. And right. that's kind of where. Um, so we're talking about marriage today, but not just like marriage as married people, but kind of lessons that we learned in singleness looking back as married people. So this is not going to be like a how to get a husband podcast because I just lucked into my husband, <laughs> honestly, because like when I think about the kind of guys that I was attracted to mm-hmm. and God was like, I'm just going to send this one. 
And right. thank you, God, because ooh, ooh, we. He, he saved us. I, he I'm did. He had a. He had a. He had I know a the plan. Lord saved me because I was out here just doing it bad. Uh, I was out here doing it bad. I was just like, oh man, I like the only words that I can say is God saved me. He he reached in he and did. intervened. I mean, he like God changed the course of my life because so mm-hmm. much of the thing, like so much of what I thought womanhood was and what I thought marriage is going to be, mm-hmm. if that would have impacted my choice of a spouse, like my life would be so completely mm-hmm. dead. Like God was just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you Philip and he mm-hmm. is going to empower you. And he is going to remind you of my word and he's going to, you know, and, and I'm grateful for it. And he did it really quickly. And I had to learn a lot in the, in the process, but I think we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about lessons in singleness that we wish we had learned before we got married. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about marriage maintenance, as you call it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's, we'll start out with the singleness lessons and, you know, disclaimer portion. I are, we're married and both of us got married. I mean, relatively young. I think if you get married mm-hmm. before 30, you get married, you're, you're mm-hmm. married relatively young. And I was 24. And so there's a lot that like, I, I don't think that I'm specially equipped to disciple a single woman just because I'm married, because I don't believe that marriage is uh, a higher phase, you know? Right. So there, there, there are women in their thirties and forties who are single who disciple me and mm-hmm. I don't have much to offer them because mm-hmm. they're further along in their journey than I am. Just because they don't have a husband and kids doesn't mean that they can't be discipleship and mentors to me mm-hmm. and just because i have a husband and kids and they don't doesn't mean that i have something to teach them so right this is not like a you know hey guys we've we've come to the we've we've reached the next level so we're here so to kind of tell show you, you how we did it right years. that's not that is not what this is yep. like that we've, ain't not, we've not graduated <laughs> it's not like a right. high school college scenario and right. i think that that's one of the main things that i wish i would have known more in singleness was that marriage is not a prize and it's mm-hmm. not a goal. Like I, I think so many times in singleness, I thought like, man, if, and honestly it was, it was encouraged. Cause like when yeah. I got married, people started treating me different and people mm-hmm. cared about what I had to say. And mm-hmm. people were like, it's almost like, I, you know, the kids at the popular table are the married ones. And I got invited to sit at the popular table. So mm-hmm. I, I think that we enforce that idea that marriage is some kind of a higher calling by devaluing the calling of singleness. Mm -hmm. And that's not what this is. So when I talk about things that I wish I would have learned as a single person, because people ask me a lot, you know, what, how, how should I prepare for marriage? How should I prepare for marriage? And I'm like, do you know somebody that you're going to be getting married to? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then the best way to prepare for marriage is to become a well-rounded Christian individual. Yeah. Period. Like that's, that's what I wish I would have done. I wish that I would have spent more time therapy. Oh my goodness. I wish I would have spent more time in therapy. I wish I would have spent more time around mentors, not just Mm -hmm. mentors who are married, but like mentors who exemplify the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. I wish that I would have just invested so much more in my spiritual maturity and in my spiritual formation. I lived at home until I got married. Mm-hmm. and it was my first time living alone. I wish I would have moved out and mm-hmm. learned how to pay bills and learned how to take care of myself and learned mm-hmm. how to, there, and there, there's just so many little things like that where it, those are not things that I would have done in quote unquote preparation for marriage. They're things that I wish I would have done in the quest to become a well-rounded woman of God. Mm-hmm. 
and marriage came along and I didn't end up doing those things. And I, I felt the consequences of not doing those things big time in my marriage. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking a lot and you're just nodding. So let me No, look, because like honestly, you encouraging me, girl. I'm sitting over here like I feel like I'm like dominating the conversation. I'm like, this is like, a challenge. You, you are younger than me, but you have been married longer than I have. Yeah. And you know, you guys have just really gained so much wisdom. And, you know, like marriage is one of those things that I love to talk with you about. You already know there are many times where you have talked me off the ledge and you have been encouraged and you checked me and said listen you need you need to you need to get that priestess in check girl you priestess turning into pharisee and so (laughs) i i you know i'm just over here like soaking it all in but i agree with everything that that you've said so far i definitely wish i had spent um more time learning myself and like authentically so for me, I I graduated college in 2010, and I I really never really moved back home. I went back home for like three months right after I finished an internship in DC, and then so that was like I finished that internship in I graduated in May, finished the internship I think like at the end of August. I was there September, October, November, and by December I had moved into my own apartment. So mm-hmm. um. From December of 2010 up until the time I got married in D no November of 2017 no 2016 mm-hmm. I lived on my own I bought my first home on my own like everything but even though I had done all of these independent woman quote unquote thing mm-hmm. I still did not really know myself. I was still like coming into, I had a vision of what or or who I wanted Portia to be, Mm -hmm. but because my faith was being like what I believed about God, really like not just being like what I would say a nominal Christian and like my faith was being strengthened and I, I was, it was like God was just stripping away all of these superficial things that I had attached to myself Mm -hmm. of like okay this is what a good godly woman is supposed to be like god was like showing me that and i really wasn't embracing it you know what i'm saying because it was it was hard and i felt like i want a man and i'm supposed to be it's like you're just holding out for him yeah it's like if i could just make it to him yes then and it's like then nothing then you just have to do that work while you're with another person like there's no this like that's exactly i I felt that definitely like i'm resonating so much because i was just like the goal Mm -hmm. is just to get married and then i'll figure everything else out it's like actually that's really really hard and not to say that I I know there's a lot of conversation about people have a lot of debate over you know is marriage hard or is life hard and marriage Mm -hmm. is part you know and it's like I I hear that I understand that when people say that and my answer to that is like praise God that that is your story praise God that your story is the story of your marriage is not hard and people were exaggerating that's Mm -hmm. not my story my marriage was hard right (laughs) period point blank like it was just those first three years i was like what did i what did who why Mm -hmm. we're in year four and i will say this year has probably been the hardest year by far and so like we got married in 27 2016 and we had emory in 2017 so it was like stuff back to back to back 
Yeah. And then I guess this year with the coronavirus and everything, it has just it it, it it's really been hard. It's it's hard. I would say this is our this is this has been our best year yet. Like literally, we're at the point now where every year is better, which mm-hmm. I did not think that that was ever going to be mm-hmm. the case for us because mm-hmm. we had a really hard time of it, and I think it was because <sighs> marriage taught me that my crap stinks, mm-hmm. honestly, because as a single person. I lived at home. I have nine. There's nine of us. I have eight mm-hmm. inner siblings. Seven of them mm-hmm. are still children. Mm-hmm. And I cooked and I cleaned and I helped homeschool mm-hmm. the kids. And I had a part-time Made job. Made you feel like I am ready to be degree. somebody's Girl, wife. my parents would go out of town and I would like man the ship. And just mm-hmm. they would come back and I'd be like, hello, hi, here are your children. Safe, whole, and well. Wife me. And <laughs> just like I thought that I had it all under control and I thought that I had it all and and people encouraged me in that they were like oh my gosh you're mm-hmm. such a catch like how are you mm-hmm. still single how are you still which by I the way is, is such a terrible way to talk to a woman yes, like please stop marriage, doing it marriage is not a reward <laughs> for being for having mm-hmm. it all together like marriage mm-hmm. is a calling that some of us have and some of us don't mm-hmm. the fact that I am how old am I 30 and married with two kids mm-hmm. does not mean that I have anything better spiritually going on than a woman who's my same age who's not married yet. So, like, let's stop right. that. How yeah. are you still single? Because that's what God wants me to be. Right. That's crazy that <laughs> I got that exact same question. Yes. Asked, like, it was almost like, like, what's going on with you? Why you ain't got no man? And right. I'm like, I don't know. Ask Jesus. I don't know. You I know, can't answer like, because, because that's not what he has for me right now. Right. People who don't have their stuff together get married every day. Yes. Honestly, yes. it's like she ratchet. Yes. She got a man. I'm not as ratchet and I don't got a man. That's just how God works sometimes. Right. And it makes you feel, I would feel so inadequate. Like what, yeah. what am I not doing? Like I can cook, I can clean, I can do all of this. And it was just like. And you cute. It, you cute. Right. I mean, right. I mean, basically, <laughs> plainly. You know, and it just did not work but see like you know at that time I did not I wish I knew some of the things that I knew now like truly resting in the sovereignty of God knowing that God was not oblivious to my single season at all I wish that I would have been more present in my singleness I was craning my neck so hard at marriage that let me I barely knew my husband when I got married and that wasn't as much of a problem as the fact that I barely knew myself Mm mm-hmm I did not know how I responded to stress. I did not know what I wanted. I did not know how to get. And I kind of grew up with this mindset of like, oh, I'll get married to somebody who I'll submit to. And therefore Mm -hmm. he will have all of the answers and all of the. And I got married to Philip Holmes, who was like, what are your thoughts? And I'm like, I don't have any thoughts. My thoughts are your thoughts. And he's like, no, that's not helpful to me. What are your actual thoughts? Like, I married a partner, not a oh, child. You, you was out here acting like that woman on Come to, Coming to America. Huh? Oh! Have you ever seen Come to America? Yes! Said, what, what food do you like? Whatever you like. And that was me. Whatever you wish. That was me. I remember Philip. I was on the phone with Philip. He had run into an ex-girlfriend of his. And he was like, I'm really worried about her. He was like, you know, and I kind of, I'm praying about it, but I wonder if I should talk to her. And so basically asked me, like, can I have lunch with my ex-girlfriend? And I was like, what would you think about that if I did that? And I was like, you know, I just think that you need to do whatever you think is best. And I'm just going to pray for you. And it's going to. And so I prayed for him and he came back, you know, later. And I was like, did you go? He's like, no, because it was actually a really bad idea for me to have lunch mm-hmm. with my ex. And I was like, OK. He was like, you know, 
I I am really looking forward to figuring out who you are under this perfect girlfriend act. And I was like, excuse me? Perfect girlfriend act? Like, what? <laughs> he was just like, I'm just really looking forward to getting to know you. And that was our whole marriage process was him being like, do you have it all together for people on the outside? But what you mm-hmm. didn't know was that you were going to get married to somebody who's now on the inside and is going to call you on all that crap that you were hiding when you were single. So if I could go back and prepare for marriage in any way, shape, form, or fashion, it would definitely be to be more open to accountability in my life and to be more invested in my singleness because I want to be invested in every season that God has called me to. And I spent so much time looking for, for marriage and not in the sense of, and I want to be careful here because loneliness is real. Yes. We don't want to downplay that. We were made for companionship with, we were made for community. So I'm not saying in the sense of like, oh yeah, your faith is not strong enough. If you're single and you're struggling with it, look, I'm Mm -hmm. married and I struggle with it sometimes. So I think that's what people forget. It's like, we mm-hmm. we're all everybody's struggling in different ways. Everybody they're, on the struggle bus. We are all everybody. <laughs> I, I read a study that said that loneliness in marriage is in some ways harder than loneliness in singleness mm-hmm. because you feel like I'm not supposed to be lonely. I have a partner, but I have felt lonelier as a married woman than I mm-hmm. ever felt. It's ever felt mm-hmm. when I was as a single woman. So I just think that we all need to be more just more conscious about the fact that all of us are struggling and that struggle may may come off different for different women in different seasons Mm -hmm. it may look different for different women Mm -hmm. in different seasons but if i could offer an encouragement to any woman in any season it do the work of getting to know yourself getting to know those nooks and crannies of your heart in life where sin just sets up and festers Mm -hmm. is so important and i did not do that as a single person and when i got married they came all out into the open. It was like, oh, yep. hi, guys. And and it's even harder because not only are you now dealing with your own sin, but also you're dealing with your spouses. But what could have been addressed with just you right. now becomes an issue where, okay, both of us got to address this because like, you may be dealing with your own sin like individually and that's a hard process for you mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to spill over to everybody else or everything else that ain't right. the case when you're married oh when you are no. married like the first person that you're seeing is going to hit is your spouse well i mean of course god you know he's offended by it but like the effects the of person, your, your like yeah you know, yes yes horizontal yeah, yeah, horizontal, that is, it's going to be your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so it just becomes like, I think that's kind of the stage that Mikhail and I are in right now is both like, we both took all of our mess out. It's out the trunk, you know, because I, I definitely think that both of us came to the table. Like I said about myself, I had curated this, what I thought Porsche mm-hmm. should be, mm-hmm. you know, that was not done in light of of the scriptures it wasn't right. it was just like what the world was feeding me on right. what a good godly woman is and so i think for both of us we came to the table with a level of fakeness mm-hmm. that we had to unpack like both of us married a facade of each other right and now we get into the real nitty-gritty and we got to do the work 
you know, and so like that, that, and I guess this is kind of a good segue for us to start kind of transitioning into the maintenance part of yeah. marriage. I wrote an article a couple of years ago. What's so crazy? And like I said, we were fresh married. Oh, it wasn't even a couple of years ago. It was just last year, February, 2019. I don't know why it felt so long ago. Probably because this year has felt like 10 years. <laughs> felt like 10 years. I think we should get bonus marriage points. <laughs> During COVID, and I think that I should get to do my 30th birthday again next year. Those are the I two know, things that I made. I know. But yeah, the title of the article was You Might Need Marriage Counseling, especially if you think you don't. And so I was talking about maintenance and how we had started going to counseling. At the time when we started, it wasn't anything that was just inherently bad or wrong mm-hmm. but we were having some communication issues and so it was like okay I think this would be good and remember I had talked to you about it everybody yeah. was like yeah y'all need to you know get a therapist and so we've been fortunate to have a Christian therapist who is absolutely wonderful and so what happened with us so we started off doing maintenance everything was good like last year was good and then we got complacent Mm-hmm. And it was like, we're in a good spot. We're in a good groove. Oh, we don't need to go to counseling anymore. We don't need to do any, you know, checkups. And the thing that I always think about is, would you drive a car for years without ever going to get the oil change or changing the tires or getting a new battery or whatever I mean, it is? We have done that, but not a good idea. <laughs> exactly, because eventually <laughs> that car becomes what we call here in the South, South, a hoopty. Mm-hmm. And you ain't going to go nowhere because the car can't function properly. It's done. it's done. And I think that is how I think about that's the same concept with marriage. And so when we stopped doing the maintenance and mm-hmm. we started riding the wave, then boom, here comes something this year, a pandemic. We've had a lot of family issues, just a lot of external things. And it starts to weigh on your marriage. And if you have not been practicing good communication, first of all, that's an area full transparency. Me and Mikhail could do much better in how we communicate with Mm -hmm. one another. Um, A lot of times it's a lot of silence. And I'll tell people, yes, being slow to speak is good, but being slow to speak doesn't mean that you don't speak. Oh yeah, y'all mad passive aggressive. We we are. Me and Philip are aggressive aggressive. <laughs> we passive. We're just aggressive. like I don't like what you did, and here's what I feel about it. Okay. Uh uh-uh, uh, girl. We we be, if you can hear a pin drop in here. Like it, the tension, I, tension be you, so thick. I've seen you y'all and you have knife. seen us. I've seen y'all and you've seen us. It is the complete right. polar opposite. I know. I know. And so. What our therapist often works with us is just communicating in a healthy way. Me also respecting that my husband is a totally different person than me in terms of how uh, we communicate. Mikhail mm-hmm. is very quiet and reserved. Now, the more you get to know him, the more he opens up. But generally, you could probably sit in a room with him for two hours and you're probably going to hear two sentences, you know. And so me Real respecting <laughs> that how he processes Yep. How he uh, communicates. I just can't always be in his face. Like, we need to talk about this right now and we ain't going to let right. it go. Sometimes right. I have to give him the space and then we got to loop back around with that. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's just one example of things that our therapist has helped us to work through. But also what I really love is our therapist helps us to apply biblical principles 
to Mm -hmm. our marriage, to Mm -hmm. filter every part of who we are, ourselves, our thinking. Because here, this is what I want to tell y'all. A lot of times, it is what is one of the most, what's the word that I'm looking for? The, The thing that hurts your marriage the most is when you get wrapped up in your own head and your own line of thinking and you think that it's just this way. Like when you cannot see beyond yourself which is really what i'm describing here is selfishness Mm -hmm. when you cannot see that enough to go to your your spouse right with a softer heart with more grace if it's Mm -hmm. just like it basically you become an accuser of the brethren when you are always looking at your spouse and okay he wrong i'm right you know this is the way this is supposed to be the thing that i've been trying to practice the most is Taking a step back and saying, okay, Portia, what are you doing in this situation? Mm-hmm. Or even if I'm affected by something that maybe, Mikhail may be what my mama would say, flat-footed wrong. But how am I responding to that? Yeah. Because I still have an obligation, a Christian obligation mm-hmm. to respond in a God-glorifying way. Just because he does something that aggravates me. Because we're not perfect. We're all going to do something that pisses each other mm-hmm. off. But just because he does that does not give me a pass to do something vindictive or yep. to sin against him just because he may have sinned against me. Yep. And I didn't understand that early on. It was like, you, I'm petty patty. You do this to me, I'm going to do this to you. Oh, you don't want to wash the dishes? I ain't cooking. You don't want to do this? You know, like, I was super duper petty. Like, right. and honestly, because that's such a, you know, habits are formed by practicing them mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. well i have to practice the opposite of that and so because i wasn't practicing it then it easily crept back in like Absolutely. just a couple of months ago i was feeling real petty patty ish like oh, okay this is what we playing all right and god convicted me so bad jasmine convicted me because it's like what are you doing you know what i'm saying what if it was tit for tat every time like you're not perfect you right. know like right. you, you, you're seeing this one dimensionally and you don't want to extend the grace to your husband that you soak up every single day. a lot of my friends who have roommates have taught me so much about conflict resolution mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is I, I it is like living with a roommate with all of the complication of being one flesh with that roommate and mm-hmm. if you do not communicate mm-hmm. and if things fester I mean I'm in it for the long haul I can't just get a new roommate 
Exactly. <laughs> so it's exactly. Just, we we've really had to learn our ours is different. Like I said, we are just mm-hmm. we are not passive aggressive people. We're just like mm-hmm. I don't like what you did. I'm right. <laughs> no, actually, I'm right. No, actually, you're wrong. And here's why. And one thing that <laughs> we ju- I mean, you know, we just we just we do the do. Mm-hmm. We're just we just get it out there. And we had learned mm-hmm. that there are all different kinds of couples because we in the beginning of our marriage would always look around and be like, nobody's like us. Like we just mm-hmm. are jacked up. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with us? And we mm-hmm. had a therapist who kind of taught us like, no, everybody has different conflict styles. Your conflict style is very direct. And there are pros to that. And there are cons to that. One of the pros is that we always know where each other are. Like, we're just like, right. we, we are very good at just saying, Hey, this is, this is the issue. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this. Now, right. what, we're, what we're bad at is glossing over. What we're bad at is deciding not to go full out crazy on each other over the smallest things. And we've learned a lot about that in the last six years of marriage. And like I said, it, it, we're, we're so much better at it now. But it just it takes that giving and taking that tugging. And it takes community. Single mm-hmm. people need community. Married people need community. Single right. people need accountability. Married people need accountability. Yep. We need accountability from married people. We need accountability from single people. We need accountability from older people. We need accountability from younger people. That's why the body of Christ is the body of Christ because we need all of these different aspects and all of these different, I I hate saying seasons because saying seasons Mm kind of seems like, yeah, you know, like marriage and singleness might be a season for some people, but it actually Mm -hmm. might just be where where they end up. You know what I'm saying? Seasons. You're right. but all in different you know all in different walks i'll say Mm -hmm. and it's it's just it's it's so necessary and it's so helpful and that is something that philip and philip and i have worked really hard on and honestly we're seeing so much benefit from the work Mm -hmm. that we put into Mm -hmm. our marriage and we're seeing so Mm -hmm. much benefit in the work that we have invested in each other. And Mm -hmm. the first half of our marriage, we were like rocking and rolling Mm 24-7. And this this second, you know, part of it, I don't want to say second half, because like hopefully we have a lot more years to go. But (laughs) the second part of it has just been so much sweeter, I think, because of communication, also because of just knowing ourselves better and hearing Mm -hmm. ourselves when we speak Mm -hmm. to each other and being more focused on rooting out the sins and idols in our own life than mm-hmm. looking at the logs and specks in each other's eyes. That has been a really big, huge mm-hmm. change for both of us. For instance, with me, I struggle really, I struggle with shame. Mm-hmm. It is really easy for me to feel shame. And so Philip will say something like, hey, do I mm-hmm. have any clean socks? And instead of saying, no, you don't have clean socks. I was actually really busy yesterday. I didn't get into washing the socks. I immediately go to a shame response, which is like, he's judging me for not washing the socks. He's judging me because he was at work all day and I was in the house all day and I didn't wash the socks. He's judging me. I I immediately go into that shame filled place where I'm not, I'm no longer thinking rationally. I can blame that on Philip. I could say, how dare you ask me about the socks? But I could also say, you know what? Actually, I have a really big problem with shame. So I need to assess myself and make sure that what I'm feeling is not coming from an inward place. Because if it is, I need to deal with me before I then lash out at you and say, well, why can't you wash your own socks? Why are y'all all about your socks? Okay, maybe, you know, how do we get there? 
I, right. So it's just taking taking those steps to really make sure that we're communicating well. And also just taking those steps. I, I think uh, another thing that I want to talk about in this conversation is roles. So in singleness, I thought. Uh, uh, let me pause you. Roles, when you say roles, pa- unpack that for me. I thought too. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Girl. I didn't know. I, I was looking for You gotta you know, give me a chance. You know, I'm an adjective person. So I was I'm looking for an adjective best. in front of <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. Okay. All right. Go. My bad. Every night I got to fight all my life. I got to fight. <laughs> if y'all don't know what we're talking about, you need to watch the color purple. Okay. You do need to watch the color purple. No. When I was single, I thought that marriage roles were just like very, like he goes to work. I stay home with the kids. I cook and clean. He brings home the bacon and does family worship. And that's what we do. Yeah. Come on. Give it to us, babe. I got married. Yes. And I have a husband who's like, you have some talents and abilities that I think that you should invest in. Talked about that on our first episode, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's great. I will. We quickly learned that me investing in those talents and abilities meant that he was going to have to be a little bit more hands-on in areas mm-hmm. that we had both taken for granted that I would just mm-hmm. take care of. Mm-hmm. And taking shame out of that conversation, right? Making it a conversation not about, oh, wow, I'm such a bad wife. I need my mm-hmm. husband to empty the dishwasher so that I can mm-hmm. then fill it. Mm-hmm. Taking the shame out of that and just having a candid conversation was so helpful for us because we were getting into all these scuffles where he was like, okay, what's for dinner tonight? Like he would just ask what's for dinner. And I would just be like, what's for dinner every time you always mm-hmm. think I have to cook dinner. And, oh, and he's like, I just was asking what's for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't saying you have to cook dinner. Are we ordering out? Am I cooking? You know, instead of just mm-hmm. having a conversation, I was so hardwired in my brain to mm-hmm. go straight to my preconceived notion of roles and then from that preconceived notion, go to shame because I wasn't living up to the preconceived notion that I'd had, even mm-hmm. though that notion wasn't anything that we had ever discussed or set for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I think looking at your marriage, talking about your marriage and not talking about other people's marriages and how other people's marriages work is super helpful because yeah. the way that Portia and Mikkel relate to each other is not going to be the way that Jasmine and Philip relate to each other. And the way that Jasmine and Philip relate to each other is not going to be right. the way that, you know, Holly and Dan relate mm-hmm. to each other. I just made up those names, Holly and Dan. I think they're white people. But like, you know, that's that's their, it's not going to be the same way that they relate to each other. Right? Do you right. Think, have you ever met a black girl named Holly? I haven't. I have. You have? Actually. Yes. I don't know any black Dan's either. I know like, maybe Dan's? Well, not Dan's. Right? Maybe they're an interracial couple. Oh, hey! Holly and Dan! (laughs) Holly and Dan doing the squirrel, getting it right. Yeah, Holly and Dan's marriage is not going to look the same as Jasmine and Philip's marriage. And that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. Like that's there, there, there's so much of a, there's so much of a spectrum. And I think that oftentimes we can get so stuck on a mold that we think that we're supposed to have yeah. mm-hmm. that we're like, for me as a single person, I'm like, okay, this is how marriage works. Girlfriend, why are you over there talking about how marriage works? You're not even married. Like mm. the Bible, we can talk about the Bible all day, right. but like when you right. get off of but that and when you get, what right. It looks like, 
Right. When you go into judgment and when you go into that's Mm -hmm. just that's that's not safe territory. That is dicey. And I thought that I had I literally I look back at myself and I'm like, girl, you prideful girl. I thought that I had it all figured out because I thought it was all just as simple as literally Paul calls it a mystery. Yeah. Literally. And I was like, mystery is solved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just I got it. And I didn't, I didn't have it. And I still don't have it. And there's still so much that we're learning and there's a balancing act. And much like our conversation about kids and figuring out what's best for them educationally and otherwise, mm-hmm. we can change course. We yeah. can say, like, I am at a time in my life where I, I am, oh, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I just got I know, a lot girl. going on. And mm-hmm. I told Philip, you know, the other, yesterday, actually, I was like, hey, Phil, could you, could you watch Poop for me today? Wow. When was it squad? I said, could you watch Poop? Because I have to do an interview this afternoon. And he was like, yeah, sure. He's like, well, why do you need me to watch him? Why can't you do it while you're, while he's down for a nap? And I immediately went to shame of like, are you saying that you don't want to watch Poop? Because are you mm-hmm. saying that you think that I should be watching Poop? Because I'm supposed see, to be the primary see, look, kid. And it was like, that are you saying thing? That yeah. mess up. That, see, that, that shows exactly what I was talking about. We get in our own head. <laughs> And instead of just answering or asking a question, we already got a preconceived notion. I was already upset. And so I immediately mm-hmm. just kind of went, okay. I said, um, I'm feeling shame right now. And he said, all right, well, let's talk about it. And I said, mm-hmm. I am feeling shame because I felt like when you asked that question, you had an assumption that I should be the one to watch Poot. And he goes, I don't have a problem watching Poot. He's my son. Just like Poot is my youngest, by the way. That's Langston. Right. Sorry. I don't know if I ever clarified that. He was like, <laughs> I don't have a problem doing that. He's like, you were, you are pretty much, you are working full time right now mm-hmm. for the first time in our marriage since we've had kids. Mm-hmm. And you're teaching four classes. You're writing mm-hmm. three books. You are working full time right now. Mm-hmm. I want to help you and I want to support you and you working full time right now. However, I do think that we need to reassess work mm-hmm. life balance after the season is over and see what works best for us. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a fair conversation. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a fair conversation. I could go to right. a place of shame and spiral off of that. Or I could just mm-hmm. be like, okay, right. let's assess it for the next. Cause I certainly have been like, homie, you working too much. You out in your office too much. Mm-hmm. You need to come in at this time and no later. Like I've done that with him. Right. And, and now <laughs> he should be able to do that with me. Mm-hmm. And he's not mm-hmm. saying like, he was like, everything that's on your plate is a good thing. Everything on right. your plate is awesome. And I want to help you carry that plate. And I want to help you carry that load. And as soon as mm-hmm. we set this load down, let's talk before we pick up mm-hmm. the next load. You know, I, I love, I just love how supportive Phil is. I was looking at some Facebook posts just this week. And I was like, when it comes to like biggest cheerleader, he is blowing the horn, baby. He's and my I biggest cheerleader. That, I'm yes. his biggest hater. And he's my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> what, look, that just means that you're really his biggest cheerleader. It does. He told, he told me when we first started dating, he was like joking. He's like, my haters are my motivators. I was like, well, then you're in luck. Because <laughs> I got something for you. is my favorite beverage. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I guess I kind of want to wrap this up by... Talking a little bit, what type of encouragement can we offer to the woman who is just saying, listen, I hear everything that y'all saying. I'm trying to stay focused on myself, you know, staying in my lane, dealing with my own sin, Mm -hmm. you know, like just out here. Jesus in it, you know, focusing and 
all of that good stuff, but man, it's still a struggle. I feel like my husband is just not meeting me halfway. Mm -hmm. Like, what kind of advice would we give, or where, where, how would we give this lady some some hope? Some first thing that I want to say is that Phoenix is the capital of Arizona. Uh, Y'all go check out the last episode, and you'll see why. (laughs) why we are here okay (laughs) that's the first thing that i want to say um that salt lake city is the capital of of utah the second thing that i would say is we are not the best people to advise you on your marriage because all that we can give you are principles and all that we can tell you to do all that we can offer you is prayer Mm -hmm. the best people to advise you about your marriage are the people who have eyes on your marriage and mm-hmm. who can line up your perspective and your husband's perspective, look mm-hmm. from the outside in. And so being a part of a solid Christian community mm-hmm. is the best advice that I can give you. I'm not comfortable giving marriage advice. I'm comfortable uh-huh. telling you to seek advice. I'm comfortable telling you to seek help. I'm comfortable telling you what has worked for us. Uh-huh. But as far as offering real Life on life, accountability in your marriage. Nobody is better equipped to do that than the people that are there with you. Girl, thank you. Thank you. Pop quiz. <laughs> I agree. The, the thing that was thinking that popped in my mind as I was saying the question was like, what, what, where's your pastor? Where's a, a yep. local people who, when we say locally, we're not just saying just anybody or just right. divulging your business to everybody, but the people who can hold you accountable. This is why it's important to be plugged into local fellowship. This is why it's important to possibly have just all the time a Christian therapist. Most mm-hmm. churches, that's one of the things that I love is many churches are just starting to put actual trained therapists on staff yep. there. And if you don't have access to that, course pray pray first that mm-hmm. god will send people into your life and send the resources and things that you need but you can't go around searching like, like i said we don't know we don't know you from a, a can of paint we can give you mm-hmm. principles but we don't mm-hmm. know your situation and if and you're so, not safe get to safety yes i can at least say that if you are not yes. safe get to safety portia and i are very blessed yes. in that when we have fights yes. with our husbands, we never have to fear for our life. Yes. We don't have to right. fear for our well-being. Right. You know? Right. Um, right. When so we first got married, Philip s- was more in danger of me because your girl liked to flip <laughs> tables. You know? I'm healed. All right. I get it. So, I'm yeah, healed. I know my mom <laughs> dealt with, which means me and my sister, we dealt with domestic violence Absolutely. a lot. Yeah. And so that is a very tender spot for me if you are not safe. Get Just to like safety. Jasmine said, yeah. get to safety. We, we are not at all, you know, it's not, we're not saying like, oh, we don't know your situation. So just stay, if it's not a safe situation, get out of it. Right, right. If at all possible, by whatever means necessary, get out of that situation, get you, and right. if you have children, to safety, definitely. Right. Absolutely. However, if you're just dealing with a situation where you're physically, you're safe, and emotionally, you're safe, then finding but accountability. Right, exactly. Exactly. And finding people in your area who can who can give you advice because we're just, we're just not equipped for that. And also, we're not licensed therapists. We're people who are having a conversation right. and giving you some things to think about. And that's you know, that's that's what we're here for. Yep. But as far as all the other things go, 
man, find yourself a godly community. Get there. Get there. And Portia, I mean, you can give a word mm-hmm. to that, right? Because of the area Absolutely. that you live in. Like the therapist that you found yes. isn't a therapist who goes to your church. Exactly. He's not. He's not. He is. So I go to a non-denominational. I'm a member of a non-denominational church. But the therapist that I go to is on staff at a Presbyterian church. And so, but even though we're not members at the Presbyterian church, we've been fortunate to be able to build relationships there and get connected and plugged in. And he, he, like I said, his services are not just limited to people who are members there. It's anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. of course, people who are not members, I think members get the services actually free. But it's people awesome. who are not members do it through their insurance. But even with that, that's been a, a blessed thing for me yeah. and my husband because our insur- insurance completely covers mm-hmm. everything that we need. And so, like, that was literally us searching out and looking and seeing. I, ha- I I even have some friends who drive, like, 30 minutes to another community, you know, to go. And they- I love how you said thrive, drive 30 minutes. Like, that was a long time. Mississippi talk. My Houstonians out there are like, we drive 30 minutes to go to the post office. Listen, I'm just saying, you know, we we don't. If I drive 30 minutes somewhere, I'm in another town, baby, completely. So, like, you know, this like Greenwood, Cleveland or, you know, Greenwood, Indianola, something like that. There's a whole nother nother economy going on. But, yeah, so, you know, just... Put forth the effort, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you're, if you're anywhere near one of us, if you're like in Jackson or in Greenwood mm-hmm. or Jackson, like we can give mm-hmm. you some, we can give you some resources there. Yes. But if you're not in Mississippi, maybe find somebody who can give you resources in the yep. state, in the zip code that you're in. Because we, our goal is not to be the number one source of advice in your life. We are supplemental to the community that Come you on, girl. reside in. Tell them. Mm. Tell yeah. them we ain't your pastor. No, we're we're and we ain't God. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-mm. So we are just sisters who are talking and sharing our own experiences, and with the hope that you'll be encouraged and to just fight for your marriage. You know, to, yeah. to and keep fight going. for your singleness. Fight for True. productivity. True. Fight for not productivity. I don't want to fight for productivity. Is lame. Fight for wholeness <laughs> in Boom. your singleness. There you go. Because we are all whole in Christ. Fight for wholeness in your singleness. And I'm not saying that as a condescending, because I'm fighting for wholeness in my marriage. Right. I'm fighting for the same thing you're fighting for. Right. Yep. I think this was good. I think so, too. All right, y'all. Yeah, this blessed me just even listening to you. I was sitting over here like, yeah, girl. It's because I'm so wise. You know, I just look in the mirror and I'm like, Jasmine, how are you so wise? Mm-hmm. And I Look, don't I got know. somebody over here on my oh, shoulder. I, I guess this is my cue to <laughs> wrap it up. All right, guys, we thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of Sweet Tea, the place where we have delightful conversations about some topics. Sweet Tea is a podcast produced by the Area Code Network. To learn more and to subscribe to the newsletter, please visit www.areacodenetwork.com. Tune in next week when we'll be having an entire episode devoted to states and capitals. (laughs) Santa Uh. Fe, New Mexico. I always think it's Albuquerque because that's the biggest city in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. But it's not the capital of New Mexico. Uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. Uh. <laughs>
I'm, I'm trying to think of one. I think you, I, I really think you're pretty close to all 50. Uh huh. Missouri. Ooh, is it Kansas City? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right, guys, y'all go study your states and capitals. Study them. Do, Get on tired, my I'm level. T- I'm tired of J- Jasmine shaming me. <laughs> Oh, it's Jefferson City. I got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're out. (laughs) This is an area code podcast.